Okay, so my goal with this segment is to share what we can do to prepare for high stress situations like competing. I personally feel like these tactics can be used in any stressful situation that life happens to throw at you. So the one tactic that was most in common, which might be obvious to some, is mindset and how we manage that mindset. So if you think of fights like MMA fighting or UFC fighting and they have those videos leading up to the fight, those videos are showcasing how confident they are. Their mindset cannot deviate from the fact that they're just going to win that fight and not lose it. They don't even talk about, maybe I'll take a few punches. No. They're straight to the goods and basically calling the fact that they may as well just be winning the fight right then and there. So I know that's a little extreme, but I'm pretty sure that some of you can resonate with that in other areas of your life. So when you have self-doubt, that can literally take away any possibilities of making happen whatever you're seeking out to make happen. So in both interviews are more about preparation for a competitive mind with my first guest, Austin, which we have met previously. I caught him in between his event, his events in a competition that he trained really, really hard for. So I got his focus vibe. I didn't notice too much of a change in him. And I say that because some can be so focused, it's hard for them to interact as their normal self. So they can be almost a little bit standoffish. But if you've caught uh, Austin in my previous segments, um, you might not see too much of a difference, which is really nice because the stress or the um, lead up to it, up to it uh, he seemed very grounded in that aspect. So um, you might not catch what I'm talking about in that interview, but that's okay. So then we got Keith. Uh, we're on the outside of competing to gain his perspective. So it was a little bit lighter of a vibe, but again, Keith will also use a little bit of humor because that's just who he is. Now he explains it so direct. Just do not forget who you are. That comes from him. And if you need quiet, then make quiet happen. If you need to do cartwheels to get the jitters out, we'll do that as well. But the focus is really what is about to happen. Both of these champs had done everything they could with the right support to lead them to success. So now it was up to them how they deliver and what's happening right in front of them, there, and now. And now we are meeting Austin Evans. My jam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're up and recording. And uh, I've noticed that you've been sitting high on that leaderboard. <laughs> All that hard work paying off. Not after the first event, I had to climb. Shut up. Tell <laughs> me how tell me what happened. I think I was like 28th after the first event. What? Yeah. No way. Roski run. Uh, Not, uh, well, you're a faster need, runner than I am. I know that. <laughs> I need to. I need to work on my running. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a running event, and 
I'm not the I'm not the best runner, so that's gonna be addressed in the off season. Right. But um, yeah, started my climb up, and now two events to go, and points are tight. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. You're sitting a fourth, third, fourth place, fourth right now. Yeah. man. That's yeah. quite the climb. Yeah, we, we're climbing. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, son. Yeah. Good for you. And how are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah. I'm sore. I'm tired, but who isn't? Oh, I know. Right. So you just got to know that everybody else is feeling the same. That's right. But we got two more here. I got a hang snatch, which I'm super pumped about. My lifting has gotten a ton better this year. Uh, I ended up la yesterday the clean and jerk. I got a seventh place. And if I would have told you last year that going into this year I would have got top ten lifting event, I would have said you're nuts. Really? Yeah. So super super excited for what that. What is your hang set? Uh, the most I've hit is 250. Jesus. Fuck. So uh, maybe 255, maybe 260. We'll see what happens. I'll warm it up and see how it feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like you're good, no injuries, like feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other than just general fatigue, but yeah. I feel that when I'm training anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so let's talk about diet right now because this is kind of a thing where people are really not always too sure what to do. With. Competition diet? Oh, yeah. 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 This mm -hmm. is a... This is not a, a general, you can't make general statements for anybody, but what are you, like, what are you doing? Well, it's really hot out, so you gotta make sure you're hydrating for sure, yeah. but you can't just keep downing water, cause that's just gonna kind of like flush all the natural electrolytes and salts out of your system. You gotta put stuff in your water, so like right now I'm drinking some lemonade. Not exactly the healthiest thing in the world, but the sugars and the carbs and stuff are really gonna help me uh, absorb the water that I'm gonna drink after this as well as keep my carb intake up that's all I'm really trying to do is just really like carbs 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 keep the energy up make sure I'm properly getting fuel in after each event and not like depleting myself and being like under fueled for the next event so just what are you eating are you just drinking no, no I'm eating yeah, yeah I'm eating yeah yeah some simple proteins and carbs so literally chicken and rice <laughs> Literally, is that actually going down okay? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah really? Eat, yeah, okay. Yeah. A little bit of potatoes, but uh, yeah, I'll admit that I really haven't had a lot of vegetables this weekend. But oh, well, that's okay. It's not really uh, something that's okay with my stomach, with like the digestion and the fiber and stuff. So not having it. Yeah, when it's you gotta, you know, work out back to back to back. You Are you getting get the, nervous, the nervous shits? No. 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 <laughs> CrossFit competitions, the bathroom just stinks. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not getting, I don't get nervous pees or anything like that. Oh, it's good. all good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you're kind of used to competing, I think, like growing up. Yeah, like with and hockey stuff. and stuff. I'm yeah. used to being under pressure and competing and stuff. It's a little bit different because it's an individual comp and it's not team, so I'm not, you know, what's that? Oh. There we go. You know, I'm not... In hockey, it's all about maybe, like, your line mates or your team and things like that. So you're kind of, like, as a unit. But, you know, when you're by yourself, there's a lot of... There's way more self-talk going on. And not, you're not really, like, chatting with teammates, talking about, you know, how to approach a game plan or thing, things like that. Like, I have a coach and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot more self-talk, which is good. Do you good, hear him bad. on the sidelines? Your coach? No, no, no. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say shit. He, no. he knows better. <laughs> yeah. We talk beforehand and that's about it. So and are you one of the athletes that you can't stand when people are yelling at you? Or no, no, no. Like the crew like we have at the gym, people are yelling and I love it. And 
yeah, it's all positive self-talk. It's not negative. They kn they know I'm tr I'm doing my best, and yeah, they everybody's known me for a long time. They know what what I'm gonna do out there, and my effort isn't isn't ever gonna be a question. So it's not like they're gonna tell me to work hard or anything like that. They're just there to support me and cheer me on, and yeah, it, it does make a difference. I like when people are there for me. I mean, oh, who doesn't? <laughs> fuck, totally. Yeah. The support can be a bit of a game changer, actually. Totally. It can kind of light a bit of a fire under your ass and push a little bit harder, but. Oop. Oh, she goes. We spilled Here, something. That's all right. Here, Is that yours? Yep. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> no worries. And she goes. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know I was, uh, <laughs> I was just, I mentioned it, I was talking to somebody else and I heard a girl walking by and it was so loud, it was in my ear, like she literally walked by in my ear. <laughs> and yelled? Saying, no, saying, I can't stand what people yell at me when I'm lifting. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Lifting, I could see that. I could yeah. see the lifting, yeah. yeah. Totally. But I don't know, like what is, that, is that a result of, is that like, you know, I, I don't know this girl from anybody, but is that... Can that be like not being able to take constructive criticism or the pressure or... I think they just want to get in their zone and yeah. not have any outside, I don't know, distractions maybe. But yeah, yeah. Everybody's different, right? Everybody, oh, totally. Everybody ticks still a little bit different. Everybody gets motivated by different things. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. All just depends on the person. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what was your... Let's talk about your why for a second. My why? Yeah. Like why I compete or why yeah. I work out or both? Le well, I guess we're here. Why I compete? Competition. Yeah. 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 Um, I've been a competitor my whole life and I almost don't, in a way, I almost don't know any better. I like, I like pushing myself. I like trying to maximize my potential in anything. In hockey, I want to try to be the best hockey player I could. Right now, I'm trying to be the best crossfitter I can be which is awesome. I love, as much as I hate it almost in the moment, I love the lead up to competition, the, the, the anxiousness, the nervousness, the excitement. I, I like that. I don't, I, I love that feeling. I, I don't want that to ever go away. It won't because yeah. it's a journey, right? Yeah. Like it's not, you know, you have, we have these goals, right? Like A and to B. Yeah. And it's not about the B, it's that journey in between, right? Like that whole space in between. Yeah. But I, in, I guess in a general statement, I just really like pushing myself. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly paid off. I mean, I think with your... Weekend's not over yet. But no, yeah. <laughs> it's not over yet. But it, it does fall, like that mindset will leak into other areas in your life, like your coaching and... A hundred percent, You know, right? like, like your pa other passions in your life. You can I can tell like you can tell when somebody's in the gym or they're they're out here competing it it bleeds into other aspects of your life right if it's your job or your relationships or your friendships and things like that yeah all of that stuff uh, they're related and it's not a it's not a surprise or a secret that all those things are linked together oh hundred percent hundred percent yeah you can definitely generalize that statement and that can go with any human condition any anybody that's alive <laughs> yeah, and walking on two feet here yeah that's awesome so now we're kind of standing behind your your mates that's not him though is nope. it no okay. it's not we're getting yeah. ready for and what was his name again I'm yeah sorry. Jordan. Jordan so he's at uh he's at 202 yeah he's yeah. the owner of Opus Athletics my boss the boss he uh but also and also really really good friend one of my closest yeah, friends yeah he yeah. uh i've known him for 
gosh, over 10 years now, almost probably 12 years. So he's family to me. Yeah, you guys work pretty close. Yeah, we're very, very close. Yeah, so, yeah, no. good for you. I can, I can go to him for anything, advice, somebody to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's actually like a lot of coaches not just physically but we're talking about like the whole mentorship because yeah, whatever's going on in our mentor. real life can really affect what, how we're training and you know our mindset yeah. so if we talk about you know those things one of one of the things, things that up. yeah one of the things that I've really learned from him is he doesn't really let anything face him which is really cool he's pretty you know if a, a problem comes up or something in life or if it's in a competition or whatever the case might be he doesn't get flustered he stays in the moment say there's a problem he doesn't get he doesn't overreact he doesn't underreact he just is aware of the situation and wow uh either fixes it there or tries to fix it or comes up with a plan or whatever the case might be but he's a very he's a calming influence sometimes which is really nice sometimes I'm like, not well but see okay right there so the things the times that you're not I'm sure you're saying like what would Jordan do a little bit sometimes right? yep I do that with uh, like mentors in my life yep. people I look up to and they may not even know that they're mentors in my life and I just think oh what would they do in this kind of situation and it definitely helps balance things out because I think we can get a little bit caught up in our own head and our emotions sometimes if we're yeah you know feeling emotional <laughs> got to use the people around you you're, you're not by yourself in this world right so no no use. and to think that we are is like totally delusional yeah. not to say hey I've, I've been there I'm like you know feeling lonely or you know in thoughts right but yep. you got to know as a fact that you're not the only one it's okay yeah I mean yeah just like I said right you're not alone in life and yeah. use use the people around you to make you better and to make them better as well mm. we're all in this together yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Not going to get out of here, you know, without any of these kind of lessons. And it's just really important to stay open and see what you can take from them, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So now, what is what time's your last event? So I got the hang snatch at four, so in about two hours. Yeah. And then uh, if I make the final, which is looking like it's going to happen... Shit, it's uh, top 14 go, and that's at six o'clock. So it's the last, the last event of the day. So Austin, it'll so be, stoked for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get yourself your name board and stuff? I didn't get a name board. No, you I did didn't. not. No. I kind of forgot, but it's okay. Oh. It's all right. I even got a name board, and I'm not even competing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna feel, and I want to put that in my gym, but whatever. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a bit of a humbling, humbling experience. Live and you learn, right? Yeah. Live and you learn. Yeah. Listen to your body. You'll be fired up to train once you heal up. Oh, fuck, I already am. Yeah, just by watching everybody. I got serious FOMO happening right now, I'm not going to lie. Amongst any other spectator, I know, because anybody I've talked to that's just been watching, they're like, I just want to get out there so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite an event. This is quite the event. And it's really nice to see everybody out and good spirits. Yep, it's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap her up. We got some champs coming out. I got I got the main stage. I got to get myself out too. Make sure uh, 
my girlfriend sees me watching her, otherwise I'm in trouble. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Do it up. Okay, thanks, Austin. Thanks, Tiff. Awesome. Hope you enjoyed that. And now we have Keith Valarose. It's one of your dreams to be on yeah, a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just cool, you know what I'm saying, just to talk about things. <laughs> yeah, well, things that we have in common. <laughs> of course, and uh, I think it's a great opportunity to, like, work on my public speaking skills, so <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I guess the easiest part is to know no one's actually staring at you. Which is always a big relief. <laughs> but now you got to hear my voice. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. There so, you go. Did you say uh, you're you're losing your voice? What did what did, did you say? No, I voice? thought I was like uh, on the way home after like a I was like at, the, at my uh, gym up in Vista for like a whole day, just yelling at people, and you know, you know. just got my voice a little bit closed up a bit, but better now <laughs> just did some for my voice and we'll see you know you did some uh do re mi fa so oh of course <laughs> every morning in the shower <laughs> <laughs> for somehow i can actually picture you doing that <laughs> yes yeah. and those side profile <laughs> pictures from down below your chin those are my favorite Oh, thank you. That's my uh, my signature. <laughs> there you go. So what's on the menu today? The menu today is I wanted to talk about how um, you prepare for your competitions because, I mean, you're very competitive. Um, I mean, you still, you see, to me, you still seem to be training competitively. Am I right? Yeah, um... I I do like to consider myself competitive, but competitive myself, I should say. Mm. So I never I won I never won a meet before for sure. Always second or third. However, um, preparing for a meet for me is usually a mental thing. Yeah, you're lifting the weights and doing all the prescribed loadages intensity manipulation is great but then maybe around like a week out of my competition it's it's more of a mental thing uh i always have like positive vibes always try to focus more on myself and what is the best for me and come competition time i'm just confident and just never changing who i am so I definitely say when I'm getting ready, maybe on the first, like maybe seven days out, you know, I de-stress, a lot of just running through my cues, um, making better decisions, eating healthier, and just like hydration's key. So those are my preparations really throughout the whole week. So that's always awesome Do you find awesome that you have to like... Um kind of stay away from being around a lot of people 
you know, leading up to keep that mental, mental line, well, your mental capacity aligned based on like what you're going for. So like having positive vibes, you know, your self-talk. Um, I mean, I feel like, I feel like with Gamba, I mean, if you're, if you're training with them, that that is kind of the, the mental game that, you know, they create space for is just like, you know, supporting their peers and whatever. But I just feel like sometimes you don't always, like if you're not around the right people, there's some things that you do need to navigate around. Right. Right. So I, I agree in some degree because I would say I transitioned from 24 hour fitness, like a commercial gym setting to a powerlifting gym setting, maybe the past two months or so. I saw that. And I definitely say community is huge in individual sports. Um, I noticed that surrounding myself with like-minded individuals or people with the same goal as you is equally as important as lifting the weight. Community is a big thing for me as someone who is not dependent on a community. However, there are benefits to having a better community. So during competition time, I definitely say I'm not always alone. However, I'm always, uh, what is it? I am for sure always in that headspace that it's okay to be with yourself, but have that support from others that you can pick and choose and you would like to have. That's what I would like to bring with other people in my life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we always want to kind of bring forward like what our best experiences were and that's kind of why I started the podcast is all the experiences that I was, you know, uh, taking on. My mind was being so blown that I just wanted to share it with everybody and you know, when we give our advice, it's basically based on our past experiences. Um, can we talk a little bit about, like, did you, you change gyms? Is that what happened? Uh, about, about what? About my change life? Yeah, you changed gyms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, right. no, there's never hard feelings, but then, so one of my things where this year alone or maybe next year was specificity in general. So I noticed that at 24-Hour Fitness, it was a great community. I love the people there. But I found out there wasn't really big of a drive for my powerlifting uh, hobby and interest. It was more, I love lifting the weight. I love how all my friends are there. But then transitioning to a powerlifting gym is specific to my competition, specific to my training style, and equipment, obviously. Mm-hmm. So which I really wanted to be there in around June, but financial stuff. <laughs> but uh, I really like that Rick Simmons, owners of, uh, owner of Ironmonger's Gym, where I'm at now in Vista, I really like that it's welcoming, it's it's the community itself that makes it better. He, they make their claim 
East County, I think East County, or North County's strongest gym, and it's true. It is the biggest and probably the best gym in North County, probably in SoCal in general, in terms of how big their meets are, how big the gym is, and presence. Rick is a great person. I've always been to his meets. I've handled at his meets. I've done, uh, was I trained at his gym before, before I signed up. Mm-hmm. That's just something I like. I don't mind making the drive anymore because that's, this is our gym. You know, it's not my gym. It's not that it's our gym. That's what I like about it. How far do you travel for it? Um, I'd probably say like when I was living in your Mesa, I was like five minutes away from 24 hour fitness. Mm-hmm. But then I moved to Escondido, and then that one smacked that in the middle between my job or 24-hour fitness and the uh, the gym I'm at right now. So, like, literally, like, he's up north 15 minutes, and then my job or 24-hour fitness is 15 minutes south. So oh, that okay. all works out. So what is the name of the gym again? I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, the, the gym is called Iron Mongers. Iron and then Munger's Gym, uh, Vista, California, by, uh, and he's uh, owned by Rick Simmons. M-O-N-G-R-E-S-S? Wait, sorry, say again? How do you spell Munger's? L-M-O-N-G-E-R-S. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty nice gym. It's like a, it's like a warehouse gym. This is actually their second, I think, or third expanded location. I just talked to them about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they do maybe like, what, two, maybe four or five meets a year, even more. And uh, what's great is that, again, it's one of the biggest and most popular gyms down here in uh, SoCal. That's one of the cooler things about it, too. Just looking at their, their equipment, it's pretty dope. Right, yeah, they have, like, strongman stuff, they have powerlifting stuff. Um, oh, we also have, like, a, well, unfortunately, like, they're moving now, actually, by this week. But we have, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu wrestling boxing classes as well. So, that's the thing where it's like, okay, you have a gym that has everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Other than uh, cardio equipment, because... Well, yeah. powerlifters <laughs> do cardio, come on. We know that. Right, look. I did cardio yesterday for 15 minutes. Be proud of me. <laughs> 15 minutes, man. Mine doesn't typically yeah. last longer than that either. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine... Like, I still train um, CrossFit style. So I do like to incorporate my cardio with my lifting at the same time. Just to... Uh-huh. I just don't have a lot of time. I just need to get it done. <laughs> That's the thing about like the training philosophies that I have was like high intensity, cardio based and like plyometric as well. It's just fun. Oh, I don't want to walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. I don't want to do a lift coaster acid for 30 minutes. I'd rather put a work capacity of 10 minutes as equal as that 30 minutes of just going totally. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it makes it, you know, it makes a huge difference being surrounded by like-minded people. I just wanted to tap into that because 
that's kind of like if you're looking for a drive and some inspiration, I feel like that is definitely the way to go. Um, I'm not being competitive right now myself. And when I am, it's it I I go to a gym rather than just training in my garage. Because I love just to be able to like jump in the garage, get what I need done, and then bounce out so I can shower and do my mom things or business things or whatever. But when it does come time to competing, I I personally need that community myself. That's just the way I am. Something I've learned about myself. But um, I know I think it's, it's, it's just an extra push. You know, like, yeah, it, I mean, it was, no one's pushing the weight except yourself. Mm-hmm. However, if there's a time of day where it's like, it's not my day, it's not my, like, things are all going wrong, it's good to have that support group with you that's there always. That's what Ironmongers does for me. That's what 24 hours, with, uh, 24 hour fitness did for me. Mm-hmm. And people got to realize, yeah, you lift alone and everything, but if you hear those screams in your garage, uh, in your gym, that's one of the most motivational things that you'd ever do when you're lifting. And a lot of uh, conventional gyms don't allow that, hey? You're not allowed to slam the weights. You're not allowed to scream and yell. <laughs> you kind of get the snake yeah. eye from across the gym from a few members. Um, and half the time you can't even use chalk, which is just blows my mind. It's so unfortunate. Yeah, I feel that. I'm 24 down here, like the one that you went to with uh, Sean and Roby, yeah. the other podcast, checking out. <laughs> Some <That's> plug. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, that gym is actually super old. Um, some of the people that work there currently are my general manager, I'd say, that's yeah. been there since like the 80s. So that gym has a lot of history. So we get our we get leeway of yelling, uh, slamming weights and chalk, that for sure. But then you go to any other twenty hour twenty four hour fitness, it's not the same at all. Mm. Not the same. It's all commercialized. Like, mm. well, hey, stop being too loud. Uh, don't slam the weights. Be on the platform. Yada yada yada. But uh, it, you're right though. Like. That's the thing about heavy lifting or lifting in general. It's supposed to be hard. Yeah. It's supposed to be stressful. Let it. Let the guy be stressed <laughs> mm-hmm. and let him make that noise. <laughs> you know. No kidding. No kidding. So when um. So for your programming, I'm just gonna dumb things down a little bit, okay? So for your programming yeah. leading up to competition. Um, I'm assuming you're not like you're not hitting your, you know, your three minus reps, your max three minus reps, more or less just focusing on technique. Um, is that, is that accurate for you? Um, I'd say it depends per person for my training style. I'm actually being coached by, um, Christopher Guy, uh, founder of Edmonton Space Movement in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Our training style, when it comes down to peaking, is for very RPE-based movements. So, 
although technique should be there, it's not going to be a hundred percent of submaximal. So my peak month would definitely be ninety percent and up, probably even ninety five percent to ninety nine percent. So there is going to be full breakdown. Okay. However, to peak, we have to have the maximal fatigue. You know, so we're working on our singles every time, we're working on our doubles, overload processes, and then other stuff like, just like in general, just how can we push the body before we deload, taper, and then max? Because the body has this threshold that we hit during peak week or peak month, depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Then you take a deload and you taper that out. Competition day, boom, numbers just fly up. I, 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 I'll, I'll link you to the article too, but it's one of those things where, for me personally, my programming that I get programmed for my competition, very basic uh, peaking programming, but my fatigue levels are so high just from all the singles, from all the, what is it, lack of hypertrophy work all signals and power-based programming for that peak competition time. So, like, are you hitting those numbers the week prior? Say? I definitely said I am. We have a set. We always want to have, like, a, a number in our head, I should say. So I definitely say we base off what we want to hit in competition mm-hmm. first, then we gauge okay, this is where you should be hitting your singles and doubles right now. What factors, if you hit that, good. You know, no change, just keep on going, keep on doing it, plans on right. But if you don't hit those numbers the way you wanted to, or you just didn't hit the numbers at all, all right, how do we regress back a little bit? What are you changing externally? You know, external, outside of the gym, sleep, hydration, and food, um, the nutrition, of course, mm-hmm. but it just depends on the factors. If I can't hit a number, maybe what one or two weeks out, it's not my programming. It's probably me. Something else I changed throughout that week prior or that you know that day, you know. Well, okay, so that might go with like a little bit what I mentioned before is just that week before making sure all those things are aligned getting your hydration up having the right nutrition your recovery is going to be massive i mean if you get the right recovery you should be coming back stronger each time but we do know that these days happen we're you know we're just having off days which can be so unpredictable at times unless you have things like completely dialed in. But even then, I don't know how long you can sustain that <laughs> before you have to change that yeah, no, again. <laughs> no, I agree. It's like you had that, like a competition, you just didn't hit that one number. Like you had the perfect cycle, perfect programming the whole time. It's just whatever happened that day, you know? Yeah. So, but I definitely say, the strongest people always take out the positive things during bad times, though. Right. That's what matters. You know. But it's the... Yes, yeah, that sounds so, like, 
easy, but it, it is the strategies leading up to that that, you know, creates that perfect little recipe. You know, uh, mm-hmm. not everybody can handle stress too. Sometimes people deal, well, a lot of people are dealing with this anxiety lately, but, well, not lately. I mean, shit, it's always been there. I think we're just talking about it more. But do you ever get, yeah, do you ever get that? Like, do you get a little bit of anxiety before you start your lifts, like on the platform? Oh, I'm always anxious. If, if anyone tells you I am never anxious before a maximal lift, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. It's always going to be right when you put the bar on your back right when the weight's above you during the bench press, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I am always anxious when it comes down to lifting any weight, no matter what, you know, what percent. But it's how you deal with that factor and how you throw it away before your lift happens is pretty, it's the hardest part, I'd say. Do you think that you could so, use some of that anxiousness uh, more to your advantage? I'd say yes, because uh, uh, I guess outside of the gym, I personally like to deal. I like dealing with pressure. I can deal with it pretty smoothly. But in the gym and in competition time, I should say, I just throw it all away. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a meathead at heart, <laughs> so I like being loud. I like being rowdy, but I'm not masking it. You know, it's more of a, let's break that anxious threshold where I know I'm going to hit this damn lift, you know? But I always say, like, when I rest between sets or, um, I guess my my last competition in uh, in Florida, I was going for a 600-pound deadlift. In the back of my mind, all I thought was just, this shit's going to get up, you know? Unfortunately, I missed it. My thumb's ripped. I pulled a grip. But then, at, I saw the video. It it came off the floor, and I rem- I don't remember a single uh, that whole time I was thinking before that lift that I was anxious. Mm. It was all like all positive thinking. I'm going to hit this weight. Let's do it. You know, like I saw that, that video. One of the first time I- you know, first time I ever felt not anxious about a list, I'll say. But it was cool. I think I showed uh, quite a few people that video. I'm like, look at his thumbs. Look what he did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And I actually felt that, like, you, when you were about to pull that weight, I felt that you were, like, just your posture, your confidence, your breathing, like... I thought you had it. I was like, oh, my God, he's got this. And then when your hands came off, I'm like, oh, my God. Or his thumb's still there. And then <laughs> see your thumbs. I'm like, yeah, that is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, lick it. Lick it. <laughs> yeah. That was, pretty, that was pretty gross. But, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it, um, just hearing it from you and, like, you know, from everyone else, it, it was there that day, but, you know, again, things happen in our cup, right? Just like we just bring it back from before. It, it definitely was there that day. Just external factors was part of it. 
But so next time, I know where there's a lesson and everything. So for you, are you going to tape your thumbs next time? <laughs> oh man! So yeah, my coach and I were even talking like, "Ooh," because I got a blood blister on my second attempt, and then I was like, "What should I do?" And they're like, "I don't know. Are you good?" I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, <laughs> well, I am. If this happens on my third, like was my next meet. Which I probably don't know where it is. That I'm gonna I'm gonna take my thumb. It's legal to do a one wrap tape for uh, in my federation of powerlifting, USPA. So typically, you're not allowed to wrap your thumbs. Um, what is it? I think in like Olympic weightlifting, you're allowed to, right? Isn't it just like one tape? I forget. I actually don't know. Um, I mean, I've done an amateur weightlifting comp and it was like for I beginners would, i wouldn't know but in the rule book and discussing it with my coach i gotta look it up again mm-hmm. they say you can have one teeth wrap but it's very 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 taboo like i have never seen that yeah. in a comp before and i'm pretty sure if i ask any of the refs they probably have to reference the the book but i definitely say you're allowed to do it there's no discrepancies on the rule book, but let me I'll look it up. <laughs> well, but you did a you did a uh, a front grip like front hook grip for that. Like why why didn't you do a suicide? Oh, uh, so in our um, in our sport we can't we have to have thumbs over the wrapped around the bar. Mm-hmm. And but for me, what is it? I read this article, um, an evidence based article that showed that hooker actually has like a, a more advantage over mixed grip or double head overhand where like symmetry and uh, the movement of the muscles is stronger yada 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 mm. but as a sumo cooler it makes sense for me to do it because it, it feels better like what is it? When you hook grip, you're actually not closing the fist all the way, where it's like almost like a punch. It's almost like the symbol E in sign language, but with your thumb in between, I guess. I so feel like it takes a lot of the there, pressure. takes the pressure off of your forearms, and you're basically using um, your thumbs as an anchor to it all. Right. I, I never had a grip problem. I guess in my deadlift, knock on wood, knock on glass table, whatever. But once I started doing hook grip, I felt my whole body get, like, it's all symmetrical. Mm-hmm. My muscles fired better. Mentally, I felt better. But with mixed grip, I always, like, all right, let's, uh, let's just lift the weight, you know, don't think, just do it kind of mentality, which I don't like to do that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, if you have a blood blister dangling off your thumb, that might have been a good idea. But I'm like, you know, you don't want to be that I guy if really. nobody else is doing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the thing. I was like, oh, should I? Like, no one else is doing it. Never seen it at a meet before. So, mm, interesting. I have heard some coaches um, uh, teach just growing your thumbnail out a little bit, just to have that growing extra leverage. Thumbnail? Yeah. Well, I don't know how I could do that. Like you met, 
Like if you're not used to doing it, I mean, I personally do, I hook grip everything and it's the only time I'm doing like a reverse grip, suicide grip or whatever you call it, um, is if I'm doing a, a workout where I'm going to blow up my forearms. So like yeah. if I'm, if I'm doing a bunch of pulls and then some pull ups or, or toes to bar or something. I'll, I'll mix it up but generally 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 I use a hook grip even for my one rip maxes for my even my deadlifts I'll do it because it, it just makes sense and the only thing is the hardest part of hook grip that I tell everyone is the month of doing it <laughs> like the first month ever like I was hook gripping my steering wheel I was <laughs> hook gripping my pull ups my freaking curls um, your sense of the hook grip because it is so effective and I mean I notice right. huge when you talk about symmetry in your lifts I, I totally notice that big big time benefits right. and any of my clients that I train I first thing like once I get their movement patterns in and I'm happy with their their form at a point um, I definitely introduce the hook grip for sure 
Yeah, and all my clients, they're, they're new to the gym. They're doing hook grip. Why not? Right, imagine that. Like, oh yeah, I just started lifting, like, what, four months ago. Cool. You do hook grip? Yeah. That's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? That's an advanced technique, and mm-hmm. that's good that they're doing that. You know. Yeah, they're doing something more than probably their more experienced fellow mates are doing. So, yeah, makes them feel right. cool. Do you do you coach in your garage or in your in the at the facility that you train at? No, in my garage. Yeah, I uh, I'm just a nomad. I I don't belong to any gym currently. Uh, just really? my own. Yeah. It's a little bit lonely, but I, I have, I had to get real with um, my role that I play uh, more as a mom. Um, the kids, I don't know, man. Like once you have kids, it just changes everything. Um, it's your priorities change; they become a priority. I mean, it would be different if I was getting paid to work out. Uh, which is some some people I know uh, do that like they have families but they are being paid to train and they train people and it's their life but um, for me it's yeah I think that's that's where it comes down to like responsibilities and lifting priorities while you're older you know that's unfortunately I don't understand yet I don't, I haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. But like, I bet you talked to Romy and Sean um, from the old podcast in general, where it's like, age is, age plays a huge factor in training. Yeah. And yeah. how different passions, I should say, like for listening, like me and you are pretty passionate about this. Mm-hmm. How is it going to affect us five years from now, 10 years from now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, you know, it makes a big difference to, like, how long have you been training hard? Uh, and I, I mean, anybody that I know who was, like, elite athletes in their more younger years are pretty much broken at this point. Um, major injuries that cause, that need surgery and whatnot. Speaking of that, on the topic, I was just talking to Sean, and he said he's doing really well. He sent me a picture of uh, how big he is. What a big boy! Sean is a big boy. He's <laughs> freaking huge. Oh my god! He he's legit huge. looks like a gorilla. Like legit. Like he's massive. Yeah. Was it? I remember the first time I ever met Sean. I was so intimidated. And he even said it too, like, everyone who meets me first is, like, so intimidated. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're a big boy. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine, you know. But he's so nice. He's so approachable. Like, if you you actually, like, know or or get to talk to him, he's so chill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess on the topic of Sean, just to... His external stuff outside of the gym is really hitting hard. And uh, I definitely say, like, it just sucks that external factors affect us, me, you, anyone in this world, just being to be healthy or being active. 
of my time. Sean's taking out of school, like the hero works full time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You, as um, you know, it's pretty hard to balance everything. That's something that I've noticed that while getting older, these responsibilities are hitting us pretty hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and your your drive can change into different directions based on, um, you know, what you got going on in your life and the goals that you're set out. Uh, I feel like that's why it's like, yeah, your body does take a toll over the years, but if you keep training over the years, in a way you get stronger. You might not be pulling 600 pounds, but... Your your muscle mass is going to be greater, um, uh-huh. you know, if you keep going. But yeah, like priorities just change, and you got to change with them. And you know, sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. But I, when I trained competitively, I did it because at the time I could. My kids were really young, so I got away with it. But it seems like the older they get, the more attention they need which is a little bit ironic, but, um, but like I couldn't, so the last competition I was supposed to do was in the summer and, um, I, I got injured. I couldn't do it. It was like, it was really heartbreaking because I kind of felt like that would have been my last go for a while. That's, you know, just as far as priorities go and, um, yeah, couldn't do it. So I, I just kind of went around talking to everybody and just noticing, um, you know, the different ways, some of the different ways people do to prepare for these competitions. And I know leading up for me, like I pulled out last minute, but the anxiousness was there. And I, um, but before that, like the month before that, I had a lot of self-doubt. And I remember going through the process of, having to learn to change my mindset. And so when I when I got that mindset changed for myself, I then got a different type of anxiousness, like more excitement. And then and then at the end I had to pull out it was like super shitty. But what a what a transformation that we can do when it does come into self talk because anybody anybody that's, you know, getting ready to perform at that level whether it's competition or at work or in like life uh, we can get like super anxious and have these self-doubt conversations with ourselves but there is a way to turn that around because it's everything comes in and like your own perspective and in the way you view things so I feel like you know if if somebody is competing and they have that doubt it really it can actually take a, a short time to turn that around. Um, but, you know, right. as you were saying, it's so important to make sure you have that right influences around you to make sure that you're not deviating from that if you have it. Right. And then, this thing, what is it, Terry, what you're saying, it's just, what I noticed when I first started lifting, I never had a doubt in my mind or before a lift, before competition, before any type of stressful event that I was going to go on, I never said, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. If you ever say, I'm, I can't do it, or I, I just can't do this, you're already lost. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, 
there's a difference between accepting defeat or already knowing that there's a negative put in your head, you know? There's, 100%. 100%. There's everything where, like, self-talk is big, you know? Evidence-based movement, my coach made an article about it. My current team right now, Women Max, there's an article on self-talk. But just to make it like TLDR, self-talk is big and it increases everything like a flip of a switch, you know? 100%, and yeah. to your thing where it's the anxious levels going into competition, dropping out of the competition, I should say, that's strong. Why would you push your body to that ultimate, to something that would matter in the long run in terms of finishing off your lifting career, I guess, but you're not going to be finishing anytime soon. But it takes real guts. It takes real strength to say, my body's not ready, my mind is not ready, I do not want to do this. That's that's some strong stuff, you know? If you know before competition, like, you know what, F this, I'm just gonna go into a competition, and whatever, whatever happens, that's dumb. You know, like you're, that's a huge risk of injury. There's long-term mental, mental things that might be going on after the meet, you know? It's not always the physical thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always, it's it's more mental, in my opinion, when it comes down to self-talk, you know? You well, you're to never going to make those lifts if you don't think you can do it. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's, it, it just, they won't happen. They won't have it. And I feel like our minds are so powerful that we, if we can have the mental capacity of knowing that there's other possibilities and just give it a try, um, that's huge. Oh, my God. Can you hear? Can you hear my dog upstairs? No, I can't. But, well, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Yeah. If you're happy... And you understand that this is for you, then you should be fine. You know, live your life, lift up your life, <laughs> love yourself, and ultimately, when when it comes to that time, competition, you know, a job interview or a promotion interview, anything that pertains to high stress environment, just make sure you understand that you worked for it already. You know. Mm-hmm. Know when, be confident, and just love yourself and be yourself. Aww. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just that's just what it is. We're all boys down to anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah. And pre- part of preparing for all this is uh, definitely aim for creating confidence. Right? There you go. Yeah, and. Yeah. Be confident. You're right, and in, in knowing that you give it all your all, and that's just who we are. Be of yourself. Course. Yeah, I love it. Cool, Keith. Well, thanks for joining me again. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I know. You know what? There's always room for more content. And, you know, there's there's such a 
the podcast is so broad. There's so many avenues to take in it, which that's why I love it so much. So we'll definitely do it again. Of course, I'm down. Sweet. What is it? Maybe the next time you see me, I'll make something or a difference in power lifting. That's something that I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe next Perfect. time I get my ass to L.A., well, we'll try and hook up. I mean, I know when asked, last time I came down, it was a little bit far out. I was talking to Sean, and it was like, ah, oh, that's two hours away. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> well, let me know, because uh, I've got some of my lifters doing meets lined up in, like, the vacation months next year. Yeah. And uh, other stuff, like, what is it? I, I want to pursue more on my current team, Team Walmart Max, um, with my online coaching and traveling to my clients that are online. That's Ooh. really cool. But I would definitely, definitely hit you up whenever. Yes. So. Come come to Vancouver. Come to the West Coast. I need to go up there. <laughs> I haven't been there in, like, years, so. Oh, my God. It's so Gotta. beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, Mind you, what well, summer you is so much. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, thank you so much for everything. I yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you too, Keith. 